Ryan, Tony, and Chris We can't guarantee that you're gonna look great. But if you wanna stay in shape, well, you better hit the Chinwits. Welcome to the Jim Wits Podcast. I'm Ryan George. I'm Justin Guild, a.k.a. Chef Sonic. And I'm Tony Marinucci, a.k.a. Tips with Tony, a registered dietitian. And we are the Jim Wits. So uh, Justin lucked out because my wife is away on vacation and he got to see, I guess, what really legitimately could be called kind of a modern... I don't know, cultural masterpiece. Yeah, um, yeah. And you got to see Hamilton. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, what'd you think? Yeah, it's his... Uh, I mean, you did miss the first 25 minutes, but yeah, what'd you think? <laughs> I think it's the gold standard. Not that I watch too many musicals, but I think it's the gold standard for the modern musical. I think it's in uh, an instant classic. You know, only been around for a few years. But it's as good as, as anything, really. It's it's right up there with all the, the greats, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's a, it, it's it's great. I, I've seen it three times now. I saw it kind of with the original cast, I guess, in the first six months or so that it was out. Then I saw it uh, in San Francisco, and yeah, I got to see it again. And so it's one of those things. Not you know, I, I go to musicals, but I'm not a, the, the biggest musical guy in the world. But, but it's definitely something that you can see over and over. Uh, you can listen to the soundtrack, uh, which is also in itself you know, really, really good. Um, but yeah, no, it's re- re- it was a good show. I'm glad you got it. glad you had a chance to see it, especially. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> what's the what's the main storyline for people who are listening? Like, what may, what do you uh, think? It, it's the life of. I mean, it's 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 based on a biography of Alexander Hamilton, and um, I, yeah, it, you know, it's I, I don't I have not read the biography, so I don't know how true to his life the the story was. You know, I, you know, I know that there. There have been some complaints that some things were embellished, but that's what what you get oh, whenever you get a story. I don't know story. how anyone. Um, could I mean, clearly. So, about so one of the that. cool things about it's it, like, like if you're not so, you know, obviously, there's a lot of hip hop, um, a lot, and and all the main cast while they're all playing kind of, uh, you know, our white founding fathers. It's mostly um, you know, black and Hispanic um, actors playing it, which is just interesting. Makes for an interesting dynamic um, for the show. Um, uh, I mean, it's just really, really well done. Um, it, it's very, you know, very smart. It's again, the music is really catchy, uh, and it really does a great job of kind of telling his his life story. However, um, you know, however accurate or not it is, but I do, I have been wanting to read the read the book and read the biography. Um, and apparently, with Lin Manuel Miranda was like on a vacation and was reading it, and you know, was inspired by reading his. You know, biography to to write this story about a guy who we don't learn all that much about. Um, you know, in 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 school. And, so uh, here's really. the the really crazy thing, is that he wrote it all. He wrote the all the lyrics and the music. Yeah. And I read that it took him six years to do that. I, really? I mean, yeah. Oh, well. I mean, it's it, it's an astounding yeah. amount of, of work. Yeah. Generally, when people write a musical. You have someone who writes the the music. You have someone who writes the lyrics, and then you have the 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 script yeah. as well. Uh, he wrote it all. Yeah, no, and that's it's it's, it's a, an insane amount of work. It's an achievement, when you, and when you consider the you know I like I'm not a big again I'm not a big Broadway person, but I know people who are really big Broadway people who say there's so many kind of in jokes there. There's some kind of references to you know hip hop from when we were growing up. There's different yeah, there's kinds of music, of whether whether it is rap and hip hop or or um, kind of you know Beatles esque like the when when uh, what's yeah. his face uh, when the yeah. when King George is out there's Beatles esque like, oh, there's you know, R and B there's, there's r- sort of like hmm. rockabilly of stuff, yeah. type of stuff. it's just yeah. kind of crazy the 
the variety it of sounds, music um, and uh yeah it's just a really great show and I, you know i could see it over and over again like next time I, you know the lottery comes out i'll try again uh-huh. <laughs> and, and we had really good seats this is the first time i had yeah, like, we got I, good I, seats. <laughs> I had crap seats this time was like okay these are legitimately like good seats all right so now um We've given uh, an endorsement for free. For yeah, him. yes, like, exactly. They really, they really need our business. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like sold out for like years. So, so Tone, I heard that you had an interesting experience on the subway. Yeah. It's always an interesting experience on the subway. All you got to yeah. do is hang out on the subway for a little while. Something's going to happen. Uh, no, it was crazy. I was just sitting there minding my own business, actually listening to our most recent podcast episode. See, that's what people should be and doing on the subway. It's <laughs> a power podcast. Um, and all of a sudden the girl sitting next to me literally fell on me like legitimately fell on me and she fainted but luckily she was from a sitting state so she didn't get injured or anything but eventually she finally came to and we were asked her like are you are you okay and at first she wasn't responding there was a two women across from me one of them was like would you like some water she kind of grabbed the water from her started drinking it and then she finally like said something and i'm like are, are are you okay are you diabetic and she said no i'm not diabetic i said have you fainted before she said last time i fainted was six years ago so they went they got the conductor they brought her i had an orange in my bag i was like do you want an orange i gave her the orange um she was very weak it was really scary actually because she she looked very healthy and and um she looked honestly around my age like young and um Finally, the, the conductor came over and then asked, like, do you want us to call someone? Because she seemed to, like, be a little bit better. But she was, said, yeah, I don't have any feeling in my right arm. So very, very scary. Um, I hope she's okay. I don't I don't know. I, I you know, I left her with the paramedics and I, I had to go. But um, hopefully she's fine. But it was very interesting this morning. And I know we were talking before we, like, started recording how it's just I don't think it's a coincidence that like the woman who, who had the water bottle was sitting directly across from her. The other woman w- knew how to find the conductor. I so happened to have an orange in my bag, which honestly, to be honest, I was like, do I take the clementine or the orange? And I took the clementine because I was like, it's easier to peel. And like, I would have never been able to peel it for her if I took the orange. <laughs> so I know this might sound like a stretch, but I believe I, that. I, I think we need I to have an her. episode <laughs> of on whether or not the uh, qu- coincidences exist. I feel like Ryan. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in my brain. <laughs> yeah, no. Debate number three. Ryan's like, yeah. I'm thinking it's God intervention. Yeah. He's like, there's no such thing as yeah. God. And well, yeah. No, not so much. I think, no, God just chose that person over the, the person who fell onto the tracks and got hit by the train today, but yeah, that's okay. That's <laughs> oh my goodness. I can't. Um, Somebody yeah, so did fall onto the tracks and die today. But Oh, wow. Yeah. What? So, oh so, God. so God chose 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 that person over that other it didn't have enough energy to okay i'll stop <laughs> <laughs> anyways so it was I, an interesting morning yeah. I, I didn't did the uh the girl mention that she hadn't it eaten right yeah oh yeah she said she hadn't eaten and um that's why i offered her the orange she said i think my, maybe my blood sugars are low and that's when i was like oh are you a diabetic and she said no i just don't I just don't feel well and I don't eat in the mornings. I get a little faint, but like this is real faint. Like she was sweating. It was bad. It was really bad. So uh, a little bit of a word uh, of wisdom, not that I'm a doctor or a dietitian or a health professional, but if you fainted before because you haven't uh, and, and you haven't eaten in the morning and we don't know if they're necessarily correlated, but they very much so might be, I would recommend eating in the morning. Right. The reason why is because then you might not faint. <laughs> so it, 
just just be aware of stuff like that. And I, I know it, it sounds funny. And uh, a friend of mine would always say, common sense is not always that common. But it, look, I, you know, I've been doing the intermittent fasting, so I haven't. I don't eat in the morning, uh, and I have not had a, a problem yet. Uh, you know, maybe there, if there was one time where I start, it, where I've, if I, it's been going on really long and I feel really hungry or faint, then I eat, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but in general, it doesn't happen. So I know I'm, I'm okay for at least the time being until, until I know otherwise. Uh, but if you've had an experience before where you've gotten sick, you've gotten dizzy, uh, you fainted, and, you, and, it's very like, and it's possibly due to the fact that you haven't eaten, probably be a good idea to eat. Well, no, yeah. I, I, would, I would push back a little bit in that, like, you do you, you know, you well, don't she know. Said, she said in this case that her blood sugar was low. Okay. Well, she so was she, assuming. Was, she was assuming. Yeah, she's but. assuming. And that's a big assumption. The problem with that is that it's an assumption that a lot of people make without knowing for sure. So we, you but know. We're, but, but here's, but, and, and I'll push back one more. Is that not your, you're not doing something that's going to exacerbate it. So eating in the morning, there's a chance that that's what's caused it. So by eating in the morning, if even if that's not the cause, but it, you're taking away the chance that it is, right? So, it, or, or you're not addressing what the real issue is. Oh, uh, like you should definitely issue, address. Then, yeah. You should definitely address the issue. But so if better, you fainted before and it's because you haven't eaten in the morning, right? Yes, it doesn't so mean. How, how about that if you, you faint, you, you figure out why you fainted? You should definitely figure out why. you <laughs> okay. fainted. And for all then, we know, she does know, and maybe, and maybe in her sort of, you know. Uh, out there state it was because she hadn't eaten but uh, it, but in general and maybe she knew that she sh- shouldn't do that or maybe that that she's had issues before it's to me by the the tone of her conversation it it, it sounded like she was aware that when she doesn't eat in the morning she feels faint she yeah. mentioned something yeah because she wouldn't lines. have said yeah no, no right, i'm not talking about yeah. this issue i'm just talking about justin justin's uh in, i, I, I the, i'll like, stand by i stand by it if you fainted in the morning and 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 it's and you feel dizzy and stuff and when it's when you haven't eaten yeah, if you if there's a pattern, sure. Yeah, well, of course. Like, but if it happens once, and uh, well, duh, like anything could strange could happen once. If like you go your whole life without eating in the morning, and like one random time you get sick and you faint, that yeah, mm-hmm. maybe it has nothing to do with it. But if it's a pattern, clearly. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> sure. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Captain Obvious. <laughs> hey, I com- hey, that, hey that's, common sense is not that common, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, right. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. So. <laughs> So, uh, Tony, you have a news item, right? Or you oh, have a, a, an article. A, an article. Yeah, yeah so I came across this article. Let me just pull it up. Oh, there it is. Okay. It's titled, Low-Carb Diet Tied to Common Heart Rhythm Disorder. Studies suggest using caution when restricting carbohydrates for weight loss. It was just released on March 6th of this year, 2018. Um, and basically... Um, it's it looked at i want to say 14,000 people spanning for more than two decades which is the it's the largest assessment they've ever seen of the association relationship between carbohydrates intake and afib so afib is h is short for atrial fibrillation it's basically a heart rhythm disorder where like it might skip a beat or stop it's very dangerous um and it's very common actually 
and a lot of things would happen and actually the reason how this came up is because they'll they'll experiencing things like palpitations dizziness fatigue and honestly that's what this girl was expressing right um and so and it's potentially that can't be a coincidence i I agree with you tony like there's no way that you read this study you were preparing it and then the day of the episode it's weird it happens ryan you're wrong about the whole coincidence (laughs) (laughs) it's really weird in god now but they're so here's what's really interesting they're more likely to have a stroke she had no feeling in her arm like i'm not saying that this is what happened but i'm just saying like these were all symptoms that could easily be she has afib like it's actually kind of weird um but also obviously it can lead to heart failure which is really dangerous as well um and so basically they were looking at the there's not so the long-term effects of a low carbohydrate diet it's really still kind of unclear and there's a lot of mixed research out there and we know that popular diets right now are things like the ketogenic diet in the past, things like Atkins, even paleo, restricting those foods that are, you know, whole grains, fruits, um, uh, veg- certain starchy vegetables and like beans and legumes and stuff like that. So when they were looking at it, it was basically it's a strong correlation. Um, we can't say it's cause and effect, but there's a significant difference between someone following a low carbohydrate diet um moderate and then high carb not high carb but just like so that's this is so this is where as the you know clinician looking in what i see is the low carb range is anywhere below below 45 percent of the daily calories um which is pretty standard like i actually have people on where they're at like 40 percent if they're doing like um like a trying to get lean and they work out a lot um, I actually do something like that. The middle range is like 45 to 53 percent of the total calories and more. And then the other range was more than 53 percent. Um, but like the middle range is pretty concise under 45 and above 55. That's like that could be a significant difference. Like sure. ketogenic diet could be 8 percent. Versus yeah, that's what like, I'm saying. Like forty percent is still you're still not, getting enough carb. Like right, it's like, not like eight percent exactly, or something ridiculous. Exactly. So that was my only kind of um, kind of like thing I wanted to kind of pick apart with them and really see. It's like what was the percentage of like because to me, um, you know, forty five lower than forty five percent. 40 to 45 is not too low it's low and you might experience little things like you know a little brain fog at first or like whatever but that compared to like 20 percent or eight percent or you know keto is three to five like it's like i think those are huge range and even the opposite way like 55 percent 50 to 55 percent is pretty standard i would say of like a just general you know the american diet the general recommendations an athlete you might go up to like 60 or 65 i don't know if anyone really would do great on like 80 percent because then you're probably not getting enough protein and healthy fat so i that was my only kind of pick with that study is like it it, it was great in the sense it was the largest study um it there, it was a strong correlation obviously we need to know more but i would love to, to be able to like actually considered the uh, in the in the danger zone yeah like there's low there's very low carb like i would love them no. for to them to take now that group of that was at like 45 percent or less and do like uh maybe like a 35 to 40 percent range a 20 to 25 or you know something sure. like that um, but in general, I just thought it was great for what conversation. Do you, do, yeah. do, you, do you, um, did you remember reading if they said it for how long the, the diet so, goes on for? Well, cause I think that matters too. If like you're going for two months to prepare for a, a wedding, that would seem to be very, very different than if you're on a, a low, low carb 
very low carb for you know a year or three years or, or just in general. So I think there's you know some people do it temporarily. Yeah, no, I I would agree. Um, it doesn't say how long the. Oh, um, so um, it's kind. Of, hold on, I have to read into it a little bit more. Um, but as as I'm reading, what do you guys think about this? Like, well, it sort of goes back to what you've been saying and what we've been preaching for a long time is the importance of balance. Yeah. And I, once again, it kind of goes back to the common sense thing. Even common sense would dictate that uh, a healthy overall diet, considering um, no uh, particular issues for sort of an average person, would consist of uh, a variety. Uh, you know, would consist of all the you know all the macros and you know variety of different foods. And it's to me the the concept of cutting out an entire group just seems would. Even with no medical background and no, um, uh, you know, di- you know, d- degree in diet, you know, d- being a dietitian, would even seem to me just a layman that it would seem ridiculous to cut out an ent- almost an entire food group. Mm-hmm. So it just, you know, it, it it's almost confirming this that you want to be balanced, you want to be sensible about things. And once again, I, you know, I've cut out the, the carbs, but for a very limited amount of times. Like when I needed to drop weight very fast in a month, I would do it for a month or so. But I never thought that doing a, uh, you know, even it's everything in the, in the 90s, it was no fat. Cut out all the yeah, fat. Yeah, I know. Right then towards the late 90s, it became cut out all the carbs. Mm-hmm. And, and I just remember thinking... The whole time, this just sounds ridiculous to me. Yeah. Like, we've been... We know in science we need certain foods in, in large quantities, and that's the, our macronutrients. That's why they're called macros. Macros for large amounts. Yeah, no, yeah. It's mo- it's it, it helps give more evidence for not, you know, not going into any extreme diets. I think in general, the, you know, there's, there seems to be a resurgence in the low-carb or no-carb thing with the ketogenic diet, and... um. You know, it's based some based on some sketchy science or limited studies, and um, you know, it's one of those things where I know people who've had great success with it, but it, it's really not lasting. And you know, there's a reason why there's very limited. Your, it's your already starting to come out, and I'm yeah. really excited about it because um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really is already. It's already. I didn't think this. I feel like it's been a fad for a while, yeah. but I definitely th- assumed it would be a fad for a lot longer. Yeah. But I already think people are catching on and realizing. I mean, it's, it's tough not with the energy levels, and I think the more that we see, yeah, you need balance, and um, and it, it just can't be healthy. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, for any number of reasons, <laughs> um, you know. But then also, you're looking at. If you're not eating, you know, you're not eating carbs, where are you getting, you know, the rest of your food from? Then are you increasing unhealthier sources of food? You know, we, we, we talked about, um, you know, we're going to possibly debate somebody on a vegan, some vegan stuff. And while, um, you know, I don't think, you know, certain amounts of meat and red meats are going to be, you know, fine. There is a level where, where you too much can have some negative health effects. Yeah. And, um, are you eating, you, you know, so if you're replacing, you're replacing with, with those carbs, bacon. With, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot of bacon and well, a lot of steaks and, you know, red meat and processed meats like that's not healthy. So, yeah, I, and I completely agree. I do want to just say, which is interesting in this study, it says, Low carbohydrate diets were associated with increased risk of incidence of AFib, regardless of the type of protein or fat okay. used to replace oh, the carbohydrate. Cool. Okay, yeah, so. which is interesting too. 
yeah. to to know so i think it's in general though it goes back to that balance and obviously we would need to know more um and then to answer your question justin it said over an average of 22 years of follow-up mm. so there study so was conducted the, over that, yeah but we so, don't know but, how long the diets but were the thing for. is is that it, they weren't technically like on a diet they were basically asked like a food frequency questionnaire gotcha. so it's not really like they were following diet it's just like what do you eat most of like you know so mm. that's the thing so like it was a big study but obviously it's not too specific so we can only once again see correlation not cause and effect is, is, is it a good enough study for you justin because i know you're very particular well, about, <laughs> about, about what study people <laughs> over two decades is I think a good it's time a frame size, and it's a great <laughs> time, for, and it's a great time frame. To of show course, association. There, 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 yes, there, there's so many. Uh, no, I think it's a good study because, um, it's not Captain Obvious, and it's bringing something that is very important. And if you sc- saw see a correlation, then there is reason to continue the study. Maybe dive a little bit more in depth into it. Maybe a try. Maybe a bigger control group um, with more specifics involved because obviously to prove cause and effect for something like this w- is, would take an incredible amount of research. No, it takes. I mean, the, the the whole process, which is which is why you should not look down on studies, is that it starts with Captain Obvious sometimes, and then you, the more and more you study, the more you tweak and turn and, and change things, you can build yourself. I, I don't towards look down on studies. Cons- I just you look absolutely down on do. dumb studies. You look, no, you. But, but see, sometimes to to get to a consensus, you do need some of the very basic, simple quote dumb studies. It's it's got to start somewhere. And uh, I think I think uh, yeah, I'm messing with you a little bit, but no, but I know. You, uh, I just don't think doing a doing a, a study on research s- is done. A study on seven people, yeah. right? Sometimes that that you got to start somewhere. Hey, uh, yeah, you, you begin with your hypothesis. Yeah, you could you start, start by not wasting your time on a okay. seven-person study. All right, you, you, <laughs> okay, you, you go. You, <laughs> don't know what to tell you Anyways. on that. So. Um, all right, so Brian, you, you're wrong about the studies and you're wrong about the coincidences, and it's no coincidence that we were talking about studies today. What? He, oh, okay, sure. Um, <laughs> I don't realize what right. I just said. Uh, so let's see. <laughs> do you guys post videos, lots of videos of your exercises online? I do. You do. Yeah. Okay. Why? Do you, Justin? Oh God. Uh, no, no, not often. No. Okay, so um, <laughs> you might be a narcissist then. <laughs> so this is a study. I knew Tony was a narcissist. <laughs> so no, I a, always knew it. it. it I um, think she's a sociopath. Actually. It's uh, it, so that, yeah, basically it's that that um, people who post their fitness routines um to Facebook are more likely to be nar- narcissist and have psychological problems. Oh so who can, uh, so who conducted this study? <laughs> so it's, it's Brunel University in London. Oh, so it was and a study. Okay. Look, look Not Justin. Not for nothing, I attract all, a lot of narcissists. My ex was a narcissist. So... So be, before you start to berate the study, Justin, no, no, like, like, study. You, like, like you've it. never read a study in your like a full research paper in your life. So before you start, just remember that. No, anyway, um, um, so it's Brunel University in London. Um, and so it was basically... It's that people who document their exercise on social media tend to be narcissists. Um, and the, the reason they think is that, well, I'll explain how this you know, study was done and I'll kind of give you some of the reasoning. So um, it's 555 users completed a survey and they were testing the big five personality traits, uh, um, extroversion, uh, neuroticism, openness, agreeableness, and conscientiousness. So apparently, you know, kind of based on these traits, uh, you're able to kind of develop um, personality profiles. I, I don't know if you've dealt with this at all in, in schooling or anything. But mm, I, like, not really. We have more um, like kind of uh, more classes in psychology than I do. Yeah. Um, so um, what they found 
is that kind of people with narcissistic tendencies um, consistently posted about their achievements. Um, and they think that it, it's a uh, kind of it's out of built out of a need for validation. And then kind of what what makes this kind of a, a, a kind of cycle, a problematic cycle is that those kinds of posts, so like posts of your exercise, um, you know, of your achievements <laughs> tended to receive more likes. And so those likes would validate that behavior, which then allows them to continue that behavior mm. so it's kind of this this weird cycle where and um so e- even if people don't you know are frustrated by the person posting sometimes they'll they'll like they'll like it um because that's the type of thing that gets liked um and then kind of from the research team they kind of said that, you know obviously further studies are needed justin um to extend to look at the res- to look at responses to to like specific static up- updates um, topics, the likability of those um, people and of the posts, and you know, try to you know flesh out. Um, I think this is a what dumb study. <laughs> puts people at risk. So yeah, so I, I found it, it's a pretty interesting. So sorry, Tone. I'm going to disagree with you. I think, I, 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 I think it's a fascinating well, you know, study. So, so I actually think, and it's, I think it's, it's a fascinating. fascinating no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not you know, clearly well, not uh, everybody that that does that. I think is, the, I think the proof is out. <laughs> no, but clearly not everybody that does this um, is a narcissist. But I think there is a, and and it's kind of a chicken or the egg. Like, does being on social media um, encourage? narcissistic behavior and, and is that something that can be developed can you become more of a narcissist you know i definitely feel that um you yeah, know social media so. is a breeding ground for kind of self-absorbed behavior and there is that feedback loop where you if you get you you know i know like for me i know what type of posts are gonna get um you know a lot of likes and i i can tell you right now i almost say like when i post something i can tell you how many likes you can get if it's a political post it'll get about five likes and i know the same five people will like it if it's like a vacation post it'll get a lot if it's like i did this it'll get you know so it, and definitely when you when you do achieve something and post about it it gets way more likes than if it's like hey here's my ham sandwich for from today so well, um, just about that it, it, Likes are are common. Like dislikes are are not, and you can't really yeah. dislikes. Yeah, as you could. Well, but, yeah, like, comment. You know, but but we do people it is- aren't gonna comment, and people people tend to not show their distaste in something unless it's something like political or yeah. polarizing. So most likely, people are just going to ignore a picture of um, someone working out or posing or whatnot. So it's it's sort of like in, inaccurate. Uh, a statement of how people actually feel about it, but for someone posting it, right, mm-hmm. it's going to make them, well, look, like, people want to post, like, for, for if, if someone has uh, narcissistic tendencies and they're posting a picture of them posing or exercising so that people will, val- you know, like their behavior, will validate yeah. their behavior, right, there's sort of, it, it's um, sort of like the, the situation where you can't lose. It's a no-lose situation. Yeah. So either people are going to just ignore it um, or people are going to like it. Yeah. No one's going to say, say, you know, you're a narcissist for posting. Will you well, no, no, no. Stop the, the, the whole point. The whole so I'm saying it's it's a win-win yeah. for, for whoever's posting. Yeah. It. So it, it f- could feed into that. And you're That's not one thinking about it. Well, so so I think yeah. Well, the thing is like those posts get more likes, and you're not thinking about you're not thinking about it that way. So you just see more likes, and it's like, oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's the thing is interesting, but I think it, it, it's a, it, there's a larger issue of like the culture of the internet and kind of what. Yeah, you know, and, and there's one uh, caveat with this: 
Brothers. And that, uh, w- w- you know, with, with Tony, remember, you are in the uh, you are in the business of health and fitness and wellness. So when you post something, it is part of your business, and it's to help people, right? yeah. and it's to honestly, and it really is know. to help and motivate people. And I, but I, I will say though, it's interesting. So I'm a dietitian. I'm not a fitness trainer, right? I, I exercise as a way to motivate and inspire people because I live a healthy lifestyle. But to be honest, I was going to go away from the fitness stuff and focus more on the nutrition stuff. But my video views, I have one video that I have of me working out that has over 1,300 views mm. versus like my nutrition stuff has like maybe three, 400, maybe 500. Have to sit and listen to it instead of just seeing, watching right? something. So quick. as much as I, you know, it's really not part of who I am, it definitely helps bring a different type of audience. And so it, it does help my business and it helps people because it's like, oh, they're, 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 you know, most people start with fitness, I think before nutrition. So it's like, or whatever, whatever you want to say about it. But either way, it definitely, now I use it as a tactic. And so, although yeah, I was going to... for you, it's business. Yeah. You're not doing it to show off. No. Right? No. So, I, I think that there is a, a big difference. People that may not be in the fitness, or health, yeah, wellness industry, they, yeah. just posting to show off, right? You know, look at look at how fast I can, uh, and how long I can run for. Look at yeah, how, how much I can... something to be said about proud of, like, your accomplishments. Yeah. With, it, like, yeah. I completely agree. But you can tell the people who do post on, where they'll post once in a while to show something, and then the ones that, like, it's constant yeah i wonder what the frequency was for them yeah so um that you know that that i think there is uh you know some bit that i i think you can tell the people that that tend to do it more from a point of like look at me look at me look at me attention seeking versus like some of the ones that that maybe Uh, see like honestly like a post unless you're sort of doing it for uh unless you're doing it for business reasons like posting you finishing a marathon, I think is great. Yeah, absolutely. Right. If you were at a competition, great. If you're doing something uh, along those lines, but it it sort of does annoy me a little bit when I see a post. Oh, just finished running six miles. Yeah. Like something like that, or you know, just you know, a killer workout with someone yeah. flexing their bicep. Like stuff like that does it yeah. annoys no, I, there, me. Like, there, it there are really a couple people on my feed that do that constantly, and it's the same photo all the time and then there's nothing about it that and they're not doing it like from a business angle or from a you know you're trying to motivate people it's just like look yeah, at yeah. me you know like and i and it's good but it's true because like the one the few times i do post things fitness wise it's very rare maybe every but you'll show like a video but it'll be something like training stuff yeah that, yeah that so i'll do that occasionally and that likes. gets more views yeah, yeah so it does get more attention um, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram to do that kind of stuff. But once again, you're a professional. Yeah. In that. So but no, no, I'm just saying, but either way, it helps you. It, right? That's it's stuff. I'm just talking like from that kind of feedback and loop sometimes perspective. Sometimes you don't show stuff that makes you look good, right? You'll be sparring and like you'll, you might show a video that's just an even spar. Like yeah, nothing. I don't want to, I wouldn't, I don't, yeah, I wouldn't post anything. If I did something like that, I'm not going to post Like you might else. be more apt to show a, a video of you getting beat, beat oh, up. I did. Well, right? when, when, <laughs> I was, when I was training in uh, Thailand, I, I, I posted a video of me just getting thrown all over the place. I was like, <laughs> Why am I going to, you know. Um, all right. So I got one more study here, uh, which is about the downsides of interval training. So uh, this is from, the, this was published in the Journal of Sports Medicine and Physical Fitness. Um, and it used U.S. government data uh, spanning from 2007 through 2016. And it documented almost 4 million injuries. Um, there are injuries, uh, a variety of injuries, knee, shoulders, ankles, um, nerve damage, puncture wounds, sprains, strains, dislocations. So, um these are all injuries. Um, so basically, what they what they found 
um, is that they're they're kind of uh, what fifty one thousand injuries a year, and there is an increase that kind of coincided with sorry the just a brief where in the U S in the U S yeah. one thousand in the U S okay. yeah U S government data. <laughs> okay. So anything? Um, oh, does it? Okay, yeah. Sorry, the U.S. government can conduct a worldwide study. Sure. So, um, so it what what they notice is there there is a an increase in coincidences that kind of coincides with the increase in popularity of interval training, um, and this is this is a bit kind of Captain Obvious, which you know is that you know while interval train you know interval training is great and um it's become kind of the big you know fountain of youth for a lot of people and and the big you know be all to end all like this is what you got to do if you want to get in shape and while there are some great benefits to it i think there are risks and there, there is a, a big risk of injury and i think it, it, it regardless of fitness level um the intensity of the work is greater the impact is greater um your heart's getting you know going up to you know to not dangerous levels but but if you're unfit it's potentially dangerous levels and so you know some of the reasons for the injury has often to do with poor form and or overuse. Um, so if you're not ready for something um, that, you know, that's where you're more likely to get injured. So it really kind of, um, to me, emphasizes the need to progress into things. So if you're, if you're starting to exercise and you want to do interval training, great, but you need to build up towards it and you start slower and do it supervised and make sure you're doing it with proper form because, um, you know, it it isn't, it is as good as it is. It can be potentially dangerous. Well, I'm looking at what you have written as the most common injuries, right? And it's uh, knee, shoulder, and ankle. Mm-hmm. And I think that would make a, a lot of sense, right? An ankle injury, it's it's really easy doing something that ha- may do a lot. You might be doing a lot of jumping or, or fast running, stopping, starting, right? To roll your ankle is just, it, it's very, very common and very easy to do. Now, as far as the knee and the shoulder is concerned, we know that in sports, those are some of the most common injuries, right? With an upper body, people are always having issues. The shoulder is very complicated, and it's just so easy for something to go wrong with that, especially when the intensity is high. Once again, sort of Captain Obvious, but you know that's what it is. Show me uh, a long-term athlete that has never had, you know, that does really intense sport, that's never had an issue with, with uh, his or her shoulder, right? And same thing with the knee. It's like what's always the most feared, right? And the injury is, is, is blowing out your knee or tearing your ACL, something like that, very common. So especially in sports that have very high uh, in, intensity, so the uh, and I guess with the with the use thing now, do they mention anything about whether they? It's just all sorts of injuries, not necessarily acute injuries or injuries based on long term. Yeah, it's no, just everything, yeah. right? So uh, and, and yes, certainly if you are not fit to begin with, or you haven't trained in it before, and then you jump into something like an interval training without uh, an experience or without building up to it, certainly that could raise, once again, Captain Obvious, but that could raise your risk as well. Would you say, would you agree with that statement? I think I said that. Right. Well, you mentioned the whole thing about, uh, about um, regard- no, you said regardless of fitness level. Well, regardless of fitness level, the in- the intensity of the work is going to increase your risk of injury. But, but especially it's, it's if you're especially even especially if okay. you're you're unfit. Yeah, sorry. So yeah, I think um, the interval stuff is great, but um, just you got to be you got to be careful 
when you do it, or really with with any exercise plan, as as you've mentioned many times. But the uh, the higher the the uh, you know the intensity. So what is it? Ab- look once again, sort of filing under Captain Obvious. But what is it about um, constantly stopping, starting, exploding, right over and over again that causes such a risk for injury? Um, well, first I say those are your words. <laughs> you included that. No, but well, I know I, I am. I'm yeah, asking, so I'm asking you. Not nothing to do with study. Okay, nothing to do with study. I mean, it, it's overuse. Um, the you know there, there's if you're fatigued, then that you know, there's a, ri- a greater risk of injury. Um, if you're not used to certain movements, you know it's it's just much easier for the kind of uh, connective tissue to not be ready. And so if you're cutting corners or stopping starting and doing things that you're not used to and, you, you know, it's kind of a whole body thing that you kind of, you know, like we talk about proprioception and your kind of awareness of where you are in space. And if you're not there, so you haven't been doing the training, then sometimes like while you're zigging, your body's still zagging and there there's a chance for thing, you know, for things to go wrong. So, you know, it, that's where training becomes really important and that's where progression becomes important. So it's if, if you're, you know, if you, if you if you play basketball every day, all day, then you know it's different for you than if somebody just getting into it or hasn't played in five years and they just jump on the court, um, you know, and so... You know, again, progression is always important. Warming up is important. Um, you know, the kind of your muscular system is 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 working, you know, just as well as you're kind of you're 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 physically working. And so it's important that everything is kind of connected. And you know, you decrease that risk if you're if you progress up and you start you know start slower and then build yourself back up than if you just kind of jump in and and you just start going. I did a really really cool new workout yesterday that like I could like. If I didn't take my time learning each movement, I probably could have injured myself. So it's basically like you got like um like a bench and you it's hard to explain this like if no one with no visuals. Mm. But it's you like lay back on the bench and then you kind of go up into a burpee and then put your feet onto the bench and go into a push up and then go back sitting on the bench laying back. It's like a roll oh, up yeah. burpee yeah. push up thing. I mean, yeah, I I've is. never done that workout yeah. before. That was really cool and really great. But like the first time you did it, it really was just to get the form. The second time yeah. you tried to get for like a certain amount in a certain amount of time. But like if you're just new to that exercise, even me, like I wasn't trying to beat my first time because that was the first time I've ever did the exercise. So I really was just each time really focusing on like making sure my feet were on the bench, yeah. <laughs> making sure like when I went down to the push up, I wasn't hurting my shoulders. Like there's things like I think and that was under supervision at a class so like people were watching but like if you're just trying to do that on your own i think it's important to note like make sure you have your form down first before you try to like increase the intensity yeah so ryan i'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit uh, so for someone who may be looking to get into interval training uh are there some exercises uh that you would say might be a little too advanced and th- there are like a simpler versions like maybe a certain type of jump where you there's a simpler jump that you can do rather than a more complicated one. Is there anything a, that comes I mean, to, anything a, that comes to mind? It's a tough question like without just knowing. doing regular jumps instead of box jumps. I, it, it depends on something w- like that. It depends. So with the box jump, there's a kind of misperception that there's something wrong with the box jump. There's not if you think about I'm just it, giving an, I'm just giving yeah. an example of if something that may be this, more complicated than another version of it. What's what's the hard part of a jump? I'm going to say the landing. What, yeah, the landing. So if you jump onto a... What's harder, jumping onto a box? What's a harder landing, jumping onto a box, assuming you know. can make it, I, I, or I landing on the floor? I, I don't know. 
Well, what? Which you assume the floor because there's more. No. Grab, uh, so I, I I don't know. Think about it. Like if if you let's say you put a well, six, it's harder to, to let's to say land you put on a, a box. twelve inch. Assuming you can make the landing, you have a twelve inch box off okay. the floor versus the actual floor. Let's say your feet come up. 24 inches just for the you know, 24 inches off the floor. So what's going to be more impact landing on something that's 12 inches below you or landing on something that's 24 inches below on below you? Well, more impact. Well, I would say f- further down you have further more. down more impact. So right. so a box jump actually is pr- uh, if you can make the that's jump. The thing. I think if you yeah. can clear the jump, then the box jump is act the landing of the box jump is actually so, safer okay. than just a straight up. I'm just throwing throwing that at you. So just um because then there's a you know it's so but to yeah. Answer it, it, it again. I say this all the time. It's kind of person specific. It depends on what that person's capable of. I think there are two parts. Is the you know you want to consider more than you want to consider well, a bunch of things. So impact is going to be important. Um, how high they get their heart rate is going to be important. How dynamic are the actual movements? So and so let's say with the impact, you know we're talking about jumps. Um, how's the landing? Even if it's like a, let's say a push up, if you're throwing yourself, how hard is that? If you're doing a burpee, you know. A bur- if, if somebody doesn't know how to do burpee properly, there could be a ton of impact on the wrists and the shoulders and the elbows. Um, if they're, you know, doing a fast, let's say, bench press or something, like if it's speed, then you might be, you know, again, there's a, a lot going on. Um, you know, the, what's the range of motion? Um, you know, if it's if it's full range, are you and speed is there potential to hyperextend? Um, you know, again, just how the speed of the movements are, is your body equipped to deal with the speed of the movements? You're you've got to consider um, the intensity of the work. How high are you getting your heart rate, and can you handle that? Are you prepared for that? Um, are you is the movement is it a straightforward? Let's say if you're doing sprints, that's gonna be different versus doing you know sprinting and cutting and 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 you know or or doing skaters or doing things where you're landing on one leg or you're landing on one leg versus two legs. Are you going forward, landing on one leg? Are you going to the side? Are you moving diagonally? So how dynamic are those movements? So those are all things to consider. So without knowing what the type of program is um, and the person, it's hard to say because you could do an interval program where you're you're literally just running. You know, you could just get on a treadmill and, do, and sprint. In, in that case, you know, it, it's less about, there's nothing to do with jumping, but it might be how hard the impact is on the, st- the, the treadmill. Are your knees okay? How fast are you going? Can you handle the speed? Um, you might do an interval where you're just doing running in place. So, you know, it's, again, without knowing the program and the exercises involved in the protocol, it's really hard to give advice on what to do, except to say, you know, any movement that you have never done before, Either do it very slowly or or regress to something that might feel comfortable. So if it's a if it's a movement like if it's a burpee, you know, let's say, and you've done burpees before, you just haven't done it in a while, then you might just want to do them slower. But if you've never done a burpee before, then you might need to slow it down, or you might need to break it down into smaller pieces. Maybe you do one exercise is just the bottom part, and then another exercise is just the jumping. So you know, there, there's a lot. It's hard to answer that question without knowing. Okay, no, no, that that definitely that answered the, the question of how to approach it. All right, well, I have a, uh, an article that I want to discuss, uh, CNN article, although a lot of, you know, it's well, been widely publicized, and it's that two uh, executives of, a, or former executives of pharmaceutical uh, company are facing criminal drug trafficking charges. And uh, the long story short, they used... Um, uh, either inaccurate or, or, or <clears throat> fake prescription numbers, and they sold to pharmacies that may have been uh, shady pharmacies. Uh, um, 
they had a huge increase for both oxycodone and for fentanyl, which are very powerful prescription, uh, very addictive uh, painkillers. And basically, they're being charged for drug trafficking and also to tr- uh, for trying to defraud the, uh, the U.S. Drug Enfor- Enforcement Agent uh, Administration or the DEA. So for, for me, I think this is uh, sort of uh, about time. And the but the only thing I I hope for is that it's not just due to wanting you know uh, wanting to villainize people for the uh, opioid uh, epidemic in this country, but for and not to just make an example out of them, you know, just to sort of you know because it's it's a it's a good look to do, but actually to really start cracking down on this, right? We have illegal drug, uh, you know, certainly people selling illegal drugs, but, you know, drug companies for a long time, and you've heard me spiel about this, and they're not all bad, but I, 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 I don't trust drug companies at all, right? They, um, this is my personal view on it. I felt like they, they are all about the, the bottom line and uh, that they value dollars in, instead of... Uh, you know, dollars instead of lives. So to see something like this for me, actually, whether or not they get convicted of it is is nice because it once again no proof behind this, but I feel like drug companies have uh, skirted by and been able to get away with basically murder for uh, almost literally for for uh, you know decades. So to see something like this sort of makes me happy. What do you think, Ryan? Uh, do you have I, a view on it? I mean, great. You know, good. They, you know, they deserve it. But I think there's lo- there are a lot of. I mean, there's there's so many issues in the industry that you know. Let's let's deal with some of the more structural issues. So, like, how are okay. we going to lower the drug prices? Maybe, um, you know, and and the incentives for them to to kind of participate in, in certain unfair practices and and mm-hmm. how do we fix our healthcare system because it's that a goes mess a whole other no level. but but like you know this it, it's like a band-aid um to me so on, you think on this is the, a band-aid you think it's yeah, I mean, sort it's of not like, even a band-aid it's kind of like oh look you know the uh, shiny you know shiny thing you know look at that look we're doing something okay. about it but then yeah, like what are you actually about that it's like what are you actually going to do about show. about the issues that we uh, myriad of issues we have in, in our healthcare system and uh and i'm saying that somebody basically remember that guy who who there was that the Martin the heart medication Screlly or whatever who, yeah. and who was like charged like a two, yeah. two billion percent yeah like what like, up, like to, and was able to get away with no it. there's nothing that's ethical just, about that like there's nothing ethical about the fact that there are people who who have to ration out you know their diabetes medication or people who can't get you know they can't afford healthcare they can't afford their medication so they just be effectively left to die or you know left to kind of squeeze whatever they can or go bankrupt because so so I think we have a system that's all messed up and yeah okay great a couple of bad actors got arrested but there's a lot more you know I'm I'm a cynic about a lot of this stuff and I, there's a lot more stuff to to, to really fix um, if we genuinely want to do something about it so yeah okay great you know great we arrested a couple people maybe maybe they go to jail maybe not but like you know there's a larger issue to me uh, your thoughts tony I, I completely agree i think this is this is good but it's not really helping well, the, the bigger problem which is our healthcare system <laughs> which is a much bigger issue yeah yeah no for uh for uh for sure <laughs> <laughs> so and um i i don't know how you I, I don't know how you you fix it and even just if you if you uh focus in on um on just prescriptions and, and drugs, and the whole way that is uh, is um, you know is managed, it's uh, you know it's certainly a uh, complicated ordeal. 
I know it's not not something. It's not an easy fix, but um, you know, I think uh, to be you know the leader of the free world and not kind of have some kind of handle on it is, is not good. And 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 the fact that there are countries that do have you know you know have far better you know systems yeah. than us. It's like we we should be thrive you know thri- striving to to be that and we're not we're mm-hmm. barely fighting to to keep obamacare which which i mean is not the greatest thing in the world but it's better than better than what we had before but like there's far yeah. more we can do if you guys and knew what i was paying for my health insurance because now that i'm so fully self-employed it's insane oh really yeah <laughs> aren't there <laughs> ways, are there any uh <laughs> now i know that there's some but tax breaks that you can get for that i you know right? so but to be it's honest, still money I, it's still you still no, have to spend it's a it. lot of money and but I like know, at the same it. time like i i'm sure there was prob- you know probably a cheaper way for me to, to go about it but i also like what i i didn't want to change you know i like what i had yeah. so i'm doing cobra through my old em- employer mm-hmm. which is known to be more expensive um but it's it's ridiculous. It's yeah. almost like my rent. Yeah, literally. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's like yeah, no, paying it's, two it's rents. Not yeah. No, I'm lucky. I married a teacher. Yeah, uh, New York <laughs> teacher. So so I have my my healthcare is kind of have good healthcare. I don't have to worry about it. But you know it it, it doesn't you know it just you know it's no too many people are either mm-hmm. paying way too much money for and in some cases people are paying. And a lot only of money by for myself. Imagine coverage. like yeah. my, my my dad. He was a you know was a business owner growing up. And he paid for me, my mom, and my sister. Yeah. And it's thousands of dollars a month, and it's insane. Yeah, so no, it's like it's, there there needs to be some kind of fix for it, um, but we will see. You know, there seems to be a growing um, push for it, but then again, but then there, are, you know, there with anything, there's lots of issues. How do you pay for it? How do you, um, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, but not not our <laughs> problem. <laughs> I, I I think for me, just focusing in on uh, the the drug companies. That doing, uh, being able to uh, do uh, act in you know behaviors such as holding back life-saving medication, yeah. right? You know, with because of patent things yeah. when people are dying, or being able to charge rates that no one can afford, and that and people wind up dying because of it. To me, that's. The, the the immediate fix that where I'm like, okay, like, and look, I don't love the government being involved in every aspect of our lives, yeah. but when it comes to something like life-saving medication that people need or, or not being, you know, not uh, or making it illegal for drug companies to charge unreasonable yeah. rates for, for medication or even just, uh, and even stuff that's not in the United States, there's been tales of drug companies Holding back uh, HIV medication, yeah. if you know, in, in Africa, stuff like that. So we, we live in the most kind of. To me, stuff like that, like that. If you could start taking care of those things immediately, right? Uh, which, once again, easier said than done. But for me, though, just th- things like that. That's the for me one some of the most upsetting yeah. things that I hear. I just think again, we were talking uh, talking a couple weeks ago. Like you, you know, to. If you divorce morality from some of these things, like you know, when it comes to uh, healthcare or, or economic systems, when you when you kind of uncouple that, it, it's really you know you can rationalize any action, but it doesn't. It still is wrong, and so I think that's the issue: is that kind of we have a system that. It, you know, morals are just divorced from it. It's like, oh, well, you, you know, you don't have health care. Too bad for you. Oh, your premium says that, you know, you know, oh, uh, you know, you know, like they, you know, even, you know, wanting to get rid of like pre-existing conditions or whatever. It's like, it's just the, you, we, we're the most advanced society in the history of the world. You know, 
we can take care of our people. And, and, you know, it's crazy that, that, that people kind of have to suffer so much on top of having, you know, some kind of an illness or disease. Um, and yeah, I just think it's, it's just morally wrong and um, there, there should be a fix there, a better fix and a better way. And yeah, these executives can still make their money. And I get that it takes a lot of money and time and effort um, and innovation to, to creating and, and to coming up with some of these drugs, but there, there's gotta be a better way than, than to, to charge inordinate amounts of money um, or in some cases like get people hooked on drugs. Um, I mean, there's just gotta be a better way and uh, I'll get off my soapbox. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> And with that, we hope that everyone is, uh, you know, continues to live a healthy and happy life. And um, yeah, so that's that. Yes. Anything else to add, Ryan? No, I don't think I have. You have you watched Game of Thrones yet? I'm. You know, I'm waiting to binge. Ugh, you're missing out. Well, I want really missing good. out because then I get to watch it and not have to. Yeah, wait Yeah, but for the, the whole season. point. See. You should watch it every week because then you can engage in the the, the 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 kind of fan community and the discussion and oh no, that's like, what I'm trying the to stuff avoid. that ha- but but you're gonna miss out because like <laughs> no no here's the thing like it's, it's so there's so much that goes on and there's so much cool like fan theories and and the memes that have come out every week like you're gonna miss out on it because if you get it all in one week it's really hard or one weekend it's kind of hard to see like there's so like there's one of my favorite things after each episode now are like the out of context like spoilers so it'll be like you know four or five photos that out of context you have no idea what it means but if you watch the episode you're like oh that's hilarious and so there's just like the first two weeks have been just some amazing stuff that you it's gonna you're you're gonna miss out because like you can't get that it's like it's limited shelf life like this stuff lasts for a week and then you're you know i mean yeah you could go back and look it up but like you're missing out it's just what i need something else to gobble up my well look this is six episodes and then you're now four episodes and you're done so no 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 no, i'm saying just what i need more like fan and doesn't matter like forums just just, you should be part of this okay okay all right fine fine sorry tony it's too late for you because you can't watch the whole thing the the whole show in 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 a week people keep telling me and i i some moment i have moments of like FOMO you're missing out and then other moments most of the moments I'm okay <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. missing out Justin alright I'll start watching it Just, yeah. this last episode was hilarious anyways I'm going really to Colorado hard. next week for my first time nice I hear it's like a really healthy city right well it depends are you gonna well, I guess speak. I don't know Denver it's really Mormon right Colorado well wait yeah no, Utah. I'm thinking Utah. Sorry, not Colorado. Although I think there are Mormons in Colorado, right? But no, I'm thinking Colorado. of Utah. I think You're there's right. Mormons no, no, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, but like a huge percentage. Here, everybody oh. there. But I think it's healthy. Utah. It's not Colorado. Like similar to California. Like they, you know, you know. So I'm excited. Nice. But then you don't need to go there because everyone's healthy. What? <laughs> like you I like to, to be around like-minded people. Oh. <laughs> So are you gonna uh, are you gonna smoke ganja when you're there? No, I don't do that. Okay. People have been telling me to bring it back, in, yeah, and I'm like, I don't want to. You know, I like my life. I don't want to be in jail. Yeah. I'm good. I'm Probably good not, here. <laughs> not a good idea. Not right now. Yeah. No. Nice. Are you gonna what? Where in where in, uh, in Colorado are you going? Denver. Oh. Yeah. My best friend lives there with her fiance. Nice. Yeah, I've, I've been wanting to go for a, for a long time now. Yeah, I'm excited. I'll let you guys know how it goes if I do hikes or and stuff. Yeah, I guess it's, it's not skiing season anymore, right? Can you go ski on any of the mountains? Like, do they? So it's sure funny because I have this up. ongoing debate between my sister and me, and my, basically, like, 
my friend who lives there has been saying that the weather's been really warm actually like 10 to 15 degrees warmer than new york and so i was excited to go to the sun and she's like you're not going to sun you're going to colorado it's like the winter there i'm like it's not the winter there (laughs) but right now it's like very unclear even my friend was like every day is a little bit different the temperature so i'm not really sure what i'm going to but she told me to pack for both all right yeah summer and winter cool yeah that's to be fun yeah all right well uh you got any traveling coming up? Very <laughs> possible. <laughs> we'll have to uh, yeah. wait to find out about that. All right, fine. I'll shut up. <laughs> I almost, <laughs> almost mentioned it earlier. Anyway, all right. Well, um, that's it. All of our stuff is at thegymwits.com. Uh, Check out our Instagram. We've been posting some uh, fun videos of uh, crazy, weird, creepy gym stories. Um, I think we're going to try to get another one up today. Um, so I'm Ryan George. I'm Justin Guild, a.k.a. Chef Sonic, reminding you that truth does not sell. I'm Tony Marinucci, a.k.a. Tips with Tony, a registered dietitian, helping you get healthy one bite at a time. And we are the Gym Wits. Wits.